You're listening to the Oh Come On Sports Podcast with me, Natasha Sanishevsky. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Oh Come On Sports Podcast. Natasha and Al with you here on this beautiful Friday morning. At least it's beautiful in Calgary, big blue sky. Uh, Al, how are you doing over there? Way on the other side of the country. It was four degrees last night. (laughs) Guess how much it was here? What was it? 23. Come on, really? Boom! Come on. Four degrees. So you, yeah. So you know that feeling when, you know, you were a Torontoite for a long time or a Toronto person for a long time. And you know that feeling when it's just, you know, it's coming to an end and the cold weather's coming. I love fall. Don't get me wrong. But as a precursor to winter, I hate it. So, uh, but no, all good. It's a beautiful day today. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, I mean, I mean, there's lots of sports stuff happening, right? So it's a, it's, it's a fun time yeah. to be a sport, a Canadian sports fan, especially. So all, all good over here, except for the four degrees. Uh, October is a great month for sports. I guess it is October today, isn't it? October one, it is. Oh, one of it the best is. times for sports. Um, I actually had a couple of firsts in Calgary this week. One of them was hockey game traffic. Haven't been in Calgary oh. for hockey game traffic. You know what that's like on game night when you kind of get stuck in traffic, but I love it. Like it was awesome. I love it when it's still warm out and people are in their jerseys. It's kind of like playoffs, right? But at the opposite other side of the season totally. where it's warm that you're walking to the game, you're wearing your Jersey. Um, and it was just cool to be stuck in hockey game traffic. I am excited for hockey. Not going to lie. I'm, was uh, there a lot of, uh, was there a lot of, obviously the passion is there. Was it, was it, uh, was it, uh, you know, as, as boisterous as you assumed it would be? Is it, is it like seeing the, the Toronto fans or is it even more, more kind of uh, more impactful because it's a bit of a smaller city? So I would say the atmosphere was, I mean, it's only preseason, right? But I'm, I'm driving through uh, the intersection and there's some guy at a stoplight in his car, in his Flames jersey, in his mid-40s. And he's yelling at another <laughs> fan crossing the street. Dry sidle, you're such a whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm not going to repeat what he said. <laughs> I was like, are you really into this so much right now in this preseason game that you feel the need to stick your body out of the window and yell at the Euler fan <laughs> across the street? I don't know. I get it a little bit, but also it seemed like a little much for me. Seems like a little much for the preseason, but you, you got to appreciate the excitement and the passion because I like I, it's it's a. It's a feels like a national holiday hockey is back well almost back right we got a couple more weeks till the till the regular season starts i believe but uh it's i i think you know in the city here i think there's still so much blue jay fever not to get off the hockey topic too quickly but um there's so much blue jay fever that not everything else is kind of taking a taking a back seat for the next little bit for uh so mm-hmm. we haven't seen as much as much passion but it, I, it's like hockey fans are the best fans there are right they're yeah. uh the, the passion that hockey fans exude is, is, is better than everything else in my opinion well and I think you're right. It's, it is a little bit too early to talk about hockey. So I did a little poll on Instagram. I, I was asking people what they wanted, wanted us to talk about. What's uh, nice. What are they thinking about right now? What are they watching when it comes to sports? What are they excited about? And the responses went something like this. Number one, definitely Jays. Number two, Tom Brady returning to Gillette stadium. And number three, hockey talk. 
lots of hockey talk. And like I said, I think it's a little bit too early to get into that. Just a little bit. Like by next week, maybe not. But I feel like obviously the Jays are top of mind right now because they are in a dogfight. Oh my goodness. It's, uh, you know what, it's been, a, I forgot about how fun it is in this city and I'm, you know, my Toronto bias is going to show here, but um, when we have a competitive team in the playoffs and there's things happening, right? When the Raptors went on their run a couple of years ago and well, I can't say when the Leafs did it because it hasn't, but it's fun to see the excitement of Blue Jays fans and people who aren't Blue Jays fans, but are, you know, just kind of fans of, of, of of the playoff fever um and i know myself not i'm a casual baseball fan but i am waking up every morning and the first thing i'm checking is how the jays do how the yanks do how the red sox do how seattle do so there's a there's an energy in the city like uh like uh like, like you know i have, we haven't felt in a long time for uh for baseball but it was a a disappointing one last night wasn't it did you watch by any chance the I, did you? I yeah sure okay. did. yeah my I sure goodness did. It you think you have your ace on the mound. You think you have your ace on the mound. You know, our, our guy, Cy Young, hopeful, Cy Young, favorite, you could even say. Uh, but he's had a rough time against the Yankees this year, hasn't he? He's 0 uh, 3. I think I saw a stat this morning seven home runs in 15 innings. Uh, Robbie's given up. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you saw that first one that Judge hit yesterday in the first inning. I think it's still oh, yeah. going. I think it still <laughs> might be traveling somewhere because that thing went a long way. Oh yeah. I mean, right from the get go, right. When judge hit that, it, it's um, just uh, coming off such of a, uh, off that high from winning the previous night, uh, just going off and the place was just going crazy. And like you said, it kind of felt like the old days, like before COVID and nobody was thinking about that and there's fans in the stands and, and it was just such a high off that game. And then yesterday was just a total want. Aww, kind of so that is the best way to describe it that is the perfect word uh, the perfect words um yeah. it is such an emotional roller coaster uh right now and it's going to be like a couple of days right for all of us uh, all of us blue jay fans all of us canadian baseball fans it's going to be a it's going to be a but we have boston but sorry we have baltimore coming into town which you're right well, which kind of bodes well for us i hope although baltimore just beat boston two out of three games to help us out a little bit yeah, I mean, the Jays, this is, I mean, those, they're still in it. They're, the scenarios, <clears throat> the possible scenarios are all over the place. Like I was reading this morning, all the permutations and combinations that could happen. There's a million that I won't even try to explain because I know I'll get them wrong. But <laughs> we could see a four-team tie for the yep. two wild card spots, which I think would be wild. There's that possibility. And the Jays still could win the first wild card. <laughs> outright right absolutely they could first first, obviously they need to sweep the orioles and they're going to need their big guys to show up again because i mean losing six to two that is not how the jay you can't they jays need to score more than two runs to win right that's just the team that they are it didn't happen for them yesterday that's okay but like you said they're playing the orioles first things first they have to win every single game i think to obviously give themselves the best chance and then after that i mean they need some help from some other teams, but I, this race is just like we were saying, October baseball. It's hard not to watch, even if it's you're just fun. a casual fan. Yeah, it's fun. So, so Boston is playing at Washington this weekend. Seattle is home to the LA Angels, and the Yanks are playing the Rays in the division. So we have we the Jays have the you know, the easiest road, let's say. But we unless the Orioles put up six runs or seven runs against Chris Sale a couple of nights ago, right? Who we 
you know, we know is a kind of a well above average pitcher. So I think it's, you still, this is why you play the game, but they, they're still, they still got to play these games. They still got to be Baltimore. But to your point, I read the same article as you possibly this morning. Cause I, and I did make some notes on how the Jays can actually win this outright. Um, so the Jays have to win out for sure. The Yankees have to lose out to, uh, to the Rays. So lose all three games to the Rays. Okay. And, and, Oh, okay. So yeah. So um, and the Mariners and Red Sox can each go no better than one and two. So if either of those two teams wins two games, Jays can't win outright. But there's still a, and that's not absolutely unlike. It's not it, it, like it's not impossible. I was actually just uh, before we got on the call here, I was just checking some of the betting odds. Right, you know, I'm a betting guy. Uh, yeah, so right well, now, if you're better, what do you do in this situation? Are you even touching this, or did you just stay far away from this? You know, I think uh, successful gamblers, which I'm not one of, um, have the ability to remove passion from your decisions. And I am a passionate person about this. So I am going to choose to stay away from this. Uh, but right now, for the Jays to actually make the playoffs, so win one of the two wildcard spots, the line is plus 375, which means you would bet $100 to win $375. Uh, right? Which is not... And not horrible, given the potential scenarios that that could play out to actually allow the Jays to get in there. So, I mean, to your point, they could win the wild card outright. They could win the second wild card outright still, or there could be like a two team tie for the second one. There's all these different permutations, and given the fact that we are playing the Orioles, and uh, no shade to Baltimore, but you know that we got to win these three games. This has got to be a sweep. There's got to be a, not only a sweep but a dominant sweep in my uh, in my opinion to get positioned correctly for Sunday. But I will be watching as intently as possible, not only the Jays game, but also the out of town scoreboards over the next, uh, over the next couple of days. I wonder if nerves come into play now for the Jays. Like, I have to I think so. A younger team, you know, all along these were like, well, they were kind of must win games, but not technically must win games. I feel like, yeah. I mean, I guess technically, technically they're still not must win games today. Cause there's so many different permutations. Like we said, sure. but really they are like, you are holding you're in charge of your destiny at this point, right? Like you have to beat the Orioles three games. There are no excuses. And I, Absolutely. I, I wonder how this team reacts after losing the way they did yesterday. You know what? I think for any scenario, the Jays have to sweep the series. Uh, for any of these to happen, I'm fairly sure. I'm, I'm kind of reading right now, but I'm fairly sure for anything, for them to have a chance of getting into one of these wildcard spots, they got to win all three of these games and then get some, get some help from some other folks as well to determine the overall positioning. Uh, okay. I think, but I may be wrong with that. Um, but it's exciting, right? It's going to make for great TV. It's uh, as usual on uh, weekends. Uh, obviously NFL uh, takes, takes precedence on Sundays, but I think uh, we'll see a lot of us Canadians watching, watching the baseball game very, very, very closely over the course of the weekend. Sunday is going to be wild because that is also uh, when Mr. Tom Brady makes his return to Gillette stadium. Lots of buzz about that. Uh, Bill Belichick seems even a little bit excited. He was joking around with me the other day. But yeah. I feel like he was, did you hear his comments too about how Brady's offense <laughs> looks the same as his? Is he obviously? <laughs> I'm guessing he's doing that on purpose, throwing shade there, trying to get in a little shade. Do you think that <laughs> does Brady? Does anybody actually get into Brady's head? I mean, I guess if anybody could, maybe it is Bill. Out of all the people in the football yeah. world, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I when when I think of uh, like. Tom Brady, to use a Star Wars analogy, I think, you know, Tom Brady is Luke Skywalker, but I think of Belichick as, you know, he is Obi-Wan. He, I think he is kind of the Jedi yeah. master. So we'll, we'll see. 
we'll see if it works. I mean, I think uh, I think it's yeah. I, look, there's a quite there's such a disparity in the quality of teams here. It's kind of un it's, right. right. It's kind of, it's a little bit unfair to to position this as a a referendum on you know Bill versus Tom, um, right? But it's going to be interesting. I think I think you know the betting lines are very obviously very much in favor of Tampa Bay. So this game actually opened up um, as soon as the game ended on Sunday night with the uh, with the Rams beating. The uh, the Bucks the game opened up at minus five and a half for the Bucks meaning that uh, they were a five and a half point favorite and that quickly went up to six points by Sunday night and is now settled at seven points so all the public right now is betting on the Patriots and uh, sorry on the uh, on the Bucks to go into uh, into Gillette Stadium but look home home underdogs in NFL especially in primetime games I don't have stats in front of me right now but I've been burned a few times on those so I think it's going to I think it's going to be closer than most people think and you know so I think the 7 points if that gets above 7 points 7 and a half I think I might be jumping on the uh, on the Patriots as a as a home dog uh, I do think the Bucks will win but I don't think it's going to be necessarily uh you know kind of a, a blow there's a lot of parity in the NFL right there's a right. lot of uh, especially when you start talking about you know, home team, uh, the, the, the advantage of home uh, of home stadium plays uh, in a primetime game, especially. There's some really interesting stats on, uh, on, on that. What about you? What do you think? Are you thinking, well, are I, you, I, do you think Tom's going to come in and, and ruin the, uh, ruin the, 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 the Gillette stadium hopefuls? Uh, I think Brady and Belichick are going to sort of cancel each other out. So I agree with you. I think the Bucs will win because overall they are the better team, but I don't think it's going to be, um, as lopsided as some people think. That's that's you, my that's my guess. So there's, I mean, Tom coming back is one thing, and I think, yeah, you know, I think Tom is a media pro, right? Tom's going to say all the right things. Maybe a little shade here and there. What I'm intrigued by is Gronk coming back because Gronk is oh. not a media pro, and Gronk says what he's thinking, and I'm really intrigued to hear what he's going to say because look, he had what five rings there, right? He was a part of that offense that was you know one of the best, uh, maybe a dynastic. Uh, uh, offense in the NFL, and I think Tom's getting a lot of shine here. But I'm intrigued to hear what Gronk has to say when he gets either pregame or postgame. If they, you know, depending on what happens, I know he had some sore ribs last week and had an, had had X-rays done. Apparently, all was negative, so he's good to go for this week. He didn't practice on Wednesday, according to the uh, to the reports. But um, yeah, that's what I'm intrigued to see is how Gronk reacts here because I think he's kind of a bit of the forgotten man in this uh, kind of in this whole comeback story. You're right. He's totally been lost in the shadow. I haven't seen much from him at all heading into this game. Maybe he'll be the one who gets all the attention when it's said all sudden. Absolutely. Maybe. Absolutely. No, it's going to be, I think that's one of the really intriguing games. I mean, more intriguing from a storyline perspective, right? More so than the actual competitive nature of the game. Uh, but there are a couple of really, really interesting games this week. Um, I, I also specifically... Yeah, go Can ahead. I one more? Hold, hang on one second, because Brady's 68 yards away from um, the all-time passing record, right? Yes. Are there bets surrounding stuff like that? Uh, not not in the standard market. There may be some sportsbook props, but in this kind of standard market offering, uh, not so much. No. Okay. And plus, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's pretty much certainty that he's going to get more than 68 yards. Uh, you know, kind of on uh, on 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 Sunday. So I'm not sure how how what that what that market would look like. But uh, but but I mean, that being said, there are. Ton of potential props you can you, you know you, you can get down on, uh, right. but more most of them are game specific versus uh, records for over the course okay. of seasons or lifetimes or or, or such. Got it. That'd be a okay. fun one, wouldn't it? Um, but no, yeah. So there's also I mean I don't know if you watched it all. Speaking of Tom and speaking of the Bucks, um, the Rams put a kind of a beating on the on, on the Bucks last week. I know the score was 34-24. Yes. Doesn't look that bad, but if you I watched that game. 
kind of beginning to end. And uh, yeah. at, at no point did I ever think Tampa Bay was going to come come back. I actually placed a live bet on the Rams during that game. Just that they look, they look, oh, they look dominant. They're, I don't, I don't know who's going to stop them. And this week they got Arizona coming yeah. into uh, to the Rams. So a couple of uh, a couple of uh, divisional opponents who are going to know each other very, very well over the next little bit. Are you, uh, you got any thoughts on that game? Game of the week right there, I would guess, right? A little NFC West showdown action. Uh, both teams undefeated. I mean, I love, we picked the Rams to win last week, right? We won both our we picks. Did. We, we did, we did. Rams. We picked the Chargers to beat the Chiefs. Both of those happen. And I am, uh, I'm all over the Rams right now. I agree yeah. with you. Who in the world is going to beat the Rams? I I think their uh, their defense is better. And I just, Matthew Stafford looks great. That offense looks great. They look super confident. And I don't think the Cardinals are the team that that's going to beat them. Not this weekend anyways. The relationship seemingly between, and of course, this is, you know, externally and reading articles and stuff, but between McVay and Stafford, kind of the coach and the quarterback. And I think the coolest part of that is McVay is like 35 and Stafford is 33. Right. Uh, so they're, you know, they're, 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 they're kind of buddies. So it, it's a different relationship. But then think of like a Belichick versus Brady. That's like a father, son, mentor, mentee kind of thing. These are, these are look at their kind of pals. And, and they, they seem to have that kind of in the reflected in the offense a little bit, right? I think there's a yeah. lot of uh, flexibility and, and, Stafford is making Cooper Cup look like Jerry Rice. Um, like it's unbelievable how open that guy is all the time. And Stafford just—they look like they've been playing together for uh, for for years and years. So Cup right now is um, tied for first in the NFL in receptions with twenty-five, first in receiving yards three hundred sixty-seven, and first in receiving touchdowns with five. All Stafford, right? I mean, it's it's it's, it's it's fun. It's fun to watch that offense jive. And I know they're missing two of their running backs right now. Cam Akers was gone for the year with an ACL. Daryl Henderson has been out, who's on my fantasy team, so please come back soon. Um, once that running game gets going, I, I don't, I don't know who's stopping, uh, who's stopping the Rams. And it is interesting, like you say, to see all that emotion from McVay. He is having, he looks like he's having more fun than any of the players out there right now. Like he's finally Absolutely. just like, oh my god, I have this quarterback that maybe he wanted all along, right? Like yeah. things obviously didn't work out with Goth, but now he has Matthew Stafford, and things are just clicking along and he just seems ecstatic with the way things are going. It's almost a little validation, right? Cause I mean, a lot of, there was yes. a lot of critics over the last two or three years that said, look, the Rams are overpaying. Like they, they overpaid. Well, I mean, they, the speculation was they overpaid for Jalen Ramsey two years ago, right? Who is by far the best corner. And they, they actually, they call him a star, not even a nickelback anymore. So they actually created a new position for this guy. Um, and then people said they overpaid for Matthew Stafford because they gave up quite a bit golf, a couple of, a couple of draft picks. Uh, but now you see this offense rolling and you see kind of the vision that he probably had a couple of years ago. And uh, I don't know anybody who can coach an NFL team in their mid thirties and control the egos and control the, all the stuff that happens within that locker room. I, man, I have uh, like a, a ton, a ton, a ton of respect for and admiration for and awe, to be honest with you with, uh, with what he's doing. Uh, but listen, let's, let's not sleep on the Cardinals though. Right. I mean, they, Kyler Murray, it looks like, like, the second MVP behind Matthew Stafford, to be honest with you, they have a short up defense and they're three and zero. and you know what? Yes. The Cardinals are putting up 34.3 points a game through the first three games. That's a, sh that's a ton of, I was going to swear there. I'm sorry, but that's a ton of points, right? That's, and they're, they're tied with the bucks to have the most prolific offense, which, you know, like, I mean, this is the, the age old battle of a great offense versus a really, really, really good defense. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but that, that's one I will be watching intently. Oh, cards are on the road. So what's the line uh, for this one? 
right now, let's have a look right now. Go cards on the road. The um, second straight road game for the cards. Second straight road game for the Rams are minus four, uh, four point favorites at home right now. Okay. Um, right. So, and, and that four is an interesting number because typically in, you know, in football, obviously the scores are three and seven, right? Field goal right. and touchdowns. So it's very interesting the way the lines get set. You'll often see a two and a half line or a three and a half line. And the difference between a minus three and a minus four, while it doesn't sound like much, it's only one point in the way the game is scored. It's uh, it actually is a significant variance in those two. So it's an interesting little tidbit to see where the line is positioned. Um, so minus four right now. Uh, okay. So there you go. What, what, what are you thinking? You sound like you're all over the Rams this week. I'm totally going with the Rams. And honestly, I'm so much more into this game than I am into the Bucks and Patriots at this point. I just, Tom Brady's great, the comeback. I don't know. I just, I'm just <laughs> more into, I just want a good game. And I don't think the Brady game is, the Bucks are going to be that good with the Patriots. I think I just, this, this game is the one that really uh, has caught my attention. So any, yeah, if I had to put money down, I'm sticking with my Rams for sure. Cool. Uh, you know what other game is you know what other game is sleepy good this weekend that people you know is the the panthers and the cowboys is a very very intriguing game i don't know if you've uh had a chance to, to look into that at all but it's uh you know again the panthers are the surprise of the league right now three you know no one expected them to be three you know they lost their you know their marquee player a couple of games ago in mccaffrey Um, and then the Cowboys offense again, looking like, you know, looking like, uh, the old Niners offense with that, that kind of run and gun offense. Um, so that's going to be a game I think is going to be, uh, very, very, very sleepy. Interesting. So I'm going to be, that's the one I'm going to be, I'm going to be tuned into, uh, especially I personally don't believe in the Panthers. Um, but you know, Bill, Bill Parcells, one of the greatest coaches said, you are what your record says you are. And they're three, and zero. right Right now they're three, and oh, yeah, there are five undefeated teams and they are one of them. So you can't, uh, you got to roll with them until they lose. Right. But this game, um, especially for me, considering that I was born and raised in Edmonton, actually for all Canadians, I think this one should be intriguing because Shuba Hubbard is going to get his first start in place of Christian McCaffrey. Um, Like you mentioned, he was out with a hamstring injury. He got some touches last week against the Texans. uh, And this weekend he's starting, which is awesome. And I can't wait to see how he does. I think, I think he'll be great. He was, he was solid uh, last game. And I think getting that start, um, man, I, I can't wait to see how, how it works out for him. Fingers crossed. Me too. Me too. Absolutely. Um, I just did a quick search here. I looked at player props for Chuba Hubbard this weekend. So, hey, very interesting here. Actually, they have a, the Chuba Hubbard uh, rushing yard player prop at over 53 and a half, which I think sounds like a little, a little low for a starting, you know, kind of a starting tail back in a game like this. So um, there's some interesting markets up right now from that game. Uh, I, I, listen, I'm, that guy is a beast. I've watched a little bit in college last year, and I think uh, one of those guys now that McCaffrey is down, he's going to be able to, you know, over the next couple of games, really, really, really shine and hopefully make a name for himself. I think, uh, to your point, all Canadians should be rooting hard for that guy because he's uh, – and, and he represents – I don't know if you watched any of the – uh, there was a, a, a kind of a, a show on. I can't remember what it was called now, but Chase Claypool was on it. Chuba Hubbard was on it. And they were just talking about uh, NFL talent that comes from Canada. And yep. I love the fact that Chuba Hubbard reps Canada so hard, right? He's yes. very, a very, very proud Canadian. So we'll, uh, we'll be pulling for him. Although I do think at four and a half point favorites, I think the Cowboys are going to roll over the Panthers on, uh, are going to roll over the Panthers on Sunday. So that's my other pick. Panthers. Roll uh, over. Roll okay. over. Roll okay. over. I, in my opinion, um, look, Dak Prescott looks like, like, he looks like, you know, the guy who was 
throwing for on pace for 5,000 yards last year before he got hurt. And that, that offense looks pretty serious. Zeke came back last week that Tony Pollard uh, as a second back now, almost a one B back is uh, I think that offense is going to be a little too much for, uh, for Carolina. See, this is where I get into trouble when it comes to betting, because I always end up betting with my heart rather than my head. And I'm like, <laughs> I want the Panthers to win. I want Chuba Hubbard to do well. So I would just throw money down on Carolina, which is probably not the smartest idea for all the reasons that you just explained. But, and also I just have to say before the Sherwood Park folks get on all over me, <laughs> Chuba Hubbard is actually born in Edmonton, but I believe he grew up in Sherwood Park. So I think he says he's from okay. Sherwood Park. So want to get that out there properly. Uh, but yes, this is where I would bet with my heart and probably lose 50 bucks. You're taking the Panthers? Is that what we're, is that what we're doing here at four and a half points? Yes. I'm right. going to take the Panthers. Yep. I'm uh, I'm putting my money down on my fellow Sherwood Parkian. Nice. My fellow yes. Albertan, let's put it that way. Uh, and yeah, I guess you're taking the Cowboys. Is that, I am taking the Cowboys. What does the loser do? I feel like we need to start like we should. push-ups. So what do we do here? Something like that. How about pumpkin spice lattes instead of push-ups? I mean, that's kind of more, you know, I think yes. that. <laughs> I so wait, did you have one? Did you have, but wait, did you have, yeah, I know we're talking football. We're talking hockey. We're talking baseball. Uh, but let's talk hot drinks. That was um, the other first that I alluded to at the beginning of the show. The first one was the hockey game traffic in Calgary. The other okay. first I had was a pumpkin spiced spice or spiced with a D on the end. I don't know. Pumpkin spice latte. I don't and know. I think it's pumpkin spiced. Anyways, it was, um, I have to admit it was delightful. It was, it was great. It tasted exactly like pumpkin pie. Along, yeah. I feel like I could actually taste the whipping cream in there too, which I thought was like a magical layer of taste that I wasn't expecting. And yeah, it was great. It was a little bit too sweet for me. I wouldn't get them all the time, but I can see right. how people are excited to jump all over those things. That was a very descriptive, uh, descriptive use of language <laughs> there for for how quality that pumpkin spice latte was. Obviously, it meant a lot to you. No, I, I, I'm with you. October means, in my opinion, pumpkin spice. So you know, I know there's all kinds of pumpkin spice stuff out there. So I may go get my first. My second, I should be my third pumpkin spice latte of the year uh, uh, today. But I'm glad you finally had one. I can't believe yeah. you haven't had one up until now, and I'm sure you you are uh, you are now a convert. Um, okay, so if the Panthers win, you are going to send me a uh, yes. pumpkin spice latte. Basically, I will you Uber eat you a pumpkin spice latte from the Starbucks that you mentioned okay. was up the street from you, um, okay. and I expect the same in return if. Uh, or when the Cowboys roll over the Panthers. <laughs> All right. Make sure you ask for mine to be extra hot, by the way. God. <laughs> I'm going to send it from Toronto, so it's nice and cool. Um, so I think, so I, you mentioned an Instagram poll earlier. You yes. Put up at, so oh. you, yeah, we were chatting um, just how we didn't have a guest this week, and we were just talking about what we wanted to discuss in the show, and I thought maybe we should kind of open it up to the folks listening just to see what's on their minds. And, I was saying it's not like the old day. Well, I guess there are still radio shows, but you know, you used to listen to radio shows. People would call in with their comments and questions and you would discuss with them. We can't do that right now. <laughs> but I asked for people to um, send me in their thoughts and questions, concerns, uh, airing of the grievances on Instagram. And so I thought we could answer some of those questions because there were a few good ones in there. Yeah, there were. I have, you know, I have the list in front of me right now, actually. So it, it, would you be okay if I picked one or two off the list and, uh, yeah, because there's, there's a couple. There's a couple that I really want to know the answers to. To be completely honest with you, there's some here that just, it's information that I've been dying for. Um, okay, well, we'll start up at the top here. Um, the first one, I think you've answered this a little bit, but let's get some more detail. How it's been a few months now. How is Calgary treating you? 
Um, Calgary has been great. Calgary has been awesome. The I automatically go to the weather. The weather has been, (laughs) I think has really made things a lot easier to be honest, but it's been beautiful here. I love being close to the mountains. Um, There's a lot more nature around somehow it feels than there was in Toronto, just with where I'm living and that kind of thing. Um, So Calgary has been great. Yeah. It's been a little bit more overwhelming than I thought it would be to move here and find a new place to live and settle into a new routine. I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, but so far, so far, so good. It's all coming along. So far, so good. All, all thumbs up. And I'm sure the beautiful golf yeah. courses don't hurt. And I'm sure, right, all that stuff, all the little, you mentioned outdoor activities. That's what I always envisioned as we, you know, as, as a Torontonian, I think of west uh, west of here i think of you know especially vancouver calgary outdoor and hiking and you know doing all that kind of stuff so it's 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 cool to know you've been getting that in and you know the winter's coming soon though and it's gonna I be know. minus 20 and two feet of snow and we'll we'll see how much you get out uh get out during those times well it's either going to be curling or skiing or maybe i'll just take up snowshoeing actually actually I almost did it in toronto a couple of times when it got really cold there snowshoeing i think is a lot safer than skiing and i think it's still good exercise and you're still outside so i might have to buy myself some snowshoes wait snowshoeing like snowshoe like yeah. the tennis racket on the foot snowshoeing the look that you're giving me right now is hilarious and i wish that people could see it but yes i think snowshoeing is still a thing i know well, hang on i mean uh, you may be I'm thinking you may be the first person outside of a cartoon that I've ever seen snowshoe. Or no. I've ever heard of I've ever heard of snowshoeing. I, I didn't I I thought it was like portaging. It just doesn't you don't do it anymore, right? I mean I, I thought that was wow, interesting. You know what? I think it is still a thing. I don't know where you can get snowshoes. I don't know if you can rent them. I think I need to talk to Lindsay Hamilton, who I used to work with at TSN, because I'm pretty sure that she went snowshoeing a couple of years in Toronto. So I'm gonna have to figure out how she what? did that. But okay, I swear, well, I think it's still a thing. And if it's not, maybe I'll bring it back. Maybe I'll make it a thing. Now. You could totally do that. You should be like the, you know, the, the spokesperson for Calgary Snowshoeing Company. Uh, yeah. You know what? But I do know a mental note of a Christmas gift for Natasha is a couple of big tennis rackets for your feet. I, I got you. Yeah, I, I got you. That's interesting. I, I just think it would be like, it's not like I'd be going out into the woods and like hunting animals and like living overnight in huts or anything. Right. I think I could literally go snowshoe just like on a field or some trails down the road, but I think it would just be, like I said, a way to get outside and still get some good exercise without flying down a ski hill. Can you do me a favor? So when you decide to snowshoe over to Starbucks, can you just record it and record other people's reactions to your snowshoeing to Starbucks for your pumpkin spice latte? Because I think that would be great content. I really, really do. Um, amazing. Wow. Okay. Well, listen, I have another question for you here. This was a, okay. this is actually a really good one. Um, how do you think Canadian teams will do now that they're back in their respective divisions? This is hockey. We're talking now. So no more yes. North division. We're back to regular divisions now. And it's a big change, right? This means cross country travel. This means us playing the, the Toronto Leafs playing the Bruins again and playing Tampa Bay more often. So how do you think the Canadian teams will fare, um, in the kind of the back to normal, uh, NHL season? Yeah, I love this question. Um, I noticed this one too because, I mean, I think there's a lot of pressure on a lot of Canadian teams this year, right? My Oilers, for sure, have not performed as they probably should have. Your Toronto Maple Leafs, for sure. No matter what division these teams 
are in this year, right? Um, I think there's huge pressure on both of those teams. I think there's a little bit of pressure on Winnipeg and Paul Maurice yeah. because I think they have, I don't know if underachieved is the right word, but I think so. I think Paul Maurice is in the hot seat a little bit because they've had some really good pieces on that team Definitely. and maybe haven't gone as far as, at least as far as I think they should have. Uh, Calgary is another one that's just kind of been not where they should be or can be. So anyways, I, I can't wait to, I just, I think the pressure is a lot this year for a lot of teams. Yeah, I think I I completely agree. Right. I think uh, every Canadian team you mentioned, you can throw the Habs and you can throw the Canucks in there as well. uh, That are under some sort of pressure, right. In terms of, uh, uh, underperforming to some degree. I think Calgary not making the playoffs last year, the Leafs, you can talk about the last 20 years of, being so good in the regular season, giving us such high hopes, and then the playoffs start, and you know the same old leads show up. So I would, uh, I would agree with you. I, I'm, I'm, I loved the Canadian division. I liked kind of the, the, uh, the baseball series type of things where you play two or three games yeah. in a row against the same opponent. I, I kind of thought that by you know game two or three, uh, I don't know. You saw styles change and you saw adjustments being made and stuff in those specific series. So I will miss that part of it, but, uh, but no, I'm excited to see again see the Bruins again, and I'm excited to see the Leafs play the Bruins a little bit more. And the Leafs play some of the other, uh, uh, the Sabers get some of those guaranteed wins. Um, yeah, so I think I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be it'll be fun. And hopefully they get 82 games in as well, right? That's a big part of this. Is I mean the schedule is planned for uh, for 82 games, uh, and hopefully they uh, they get it in. Uh, and I'm excited about Winter Classic this year as well. To be completely honest yes. with you, I think that'll be uh, I think that'll be and the All Star Game being in Vegas might be a good place for us to do a remote show maybe for an oh, All Star Game. Hey, oh, putting some ideas out there. I like <laughs> it. I like it a lot. Very cool. So yeah, um, oh, okay. yeah people. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm another question for you because there's one that I really wanted. This is one that's been on my mind all day actually, and okay. that is, uh, uh, where did you get your shirt? <laughs> Somebody really likes my shirt. Yeah, I got this shirt at Golf Town. It's a Puma. Really? Puma, but it's Puma, right? Is how you pronounce the brand. Tom- the tomato, tomato. I don't, I don't know. I don't, you I don't know, know. I don't know. I don't know if it is tomato, tomato. I think it is Puma, not Puma. But I always want to say Puma. Anyway. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay, but it doesn't matter. P-U-M-A. It's the <laughs> brand of the shirts, which is actually my favorite golf brand. I have a ton of stuff from them. And uh, yes, I got it from Golf Town. I believe it's what they call um, athleisure wear. Athleisure wear. Um, yeah. Okay. Athleisure I like, I, like the high- I don't know these things anymore, but I think that's the term that cool kids say. <laughs> I want to be a cool kid so bad. Um, have you been golfing recently? Have you been out? Is the weather still good I have for, been, uh, yeah? I sure have. Yeah. The weather's been beautiful. And I feel like every golfer in this province has been, I don't know, it's been crazy to try to get tea times and trying to fit everything in really? because literally there is snow in the forecast next Thursday. I know I was making fun of you for four degrees in Toronto, but there are snowflakes oh. in, the, in the forecast for next Thursday. So I think there's like five or six solid days of weather. And then after that, who knows in Calgary? I mean, it might get hot again after these Chinooks blow sure. in really nilly, but yeah, I'm having golfing. I was in the mountains. I've been golfing in the city. I've been out and about everywhere. It's It's been awesome. That's amazing. One of the other questions actually was, mm-hmm. I just noticed it was the best fall golf courses. So why don't you give us your, you know, give us your top couple that you've, uh, you've had a chance to play. 
I mean, just being in the mountains right now, all of those golf courses just feel like the best just because the views are so pretty with all the leaves turning and the blue mountains and the yellow larches and the contrast between the two is quite magnificent. Um, Even the ones not right in the mountains, like I golfed at a place called Spirit River or River Spirit last week, which is kind of just on the outskirts of Calgary, but you can just see the mountains kind of in the background. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Must be. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, Speaking of golf, I mean, did you catch any of the Ryder Cup? I know we're talking about uh, uh, about, about the personal questions right now, but we didn't talk about the Ryder Cup, which happened last week, which is quite exciting. No? Did you get a chance to watch any? I I, I did watch some of it, but by the time Sunday rolled around, it was pretty much over, right? The Americans were (laughs) with that huge lead, and there's only so much... USA, USA. <laughs> or that was a really bad question. Sort of lost no, it was, it was. It was actually bang on. I know what you're talking about. I remember the. I, I know. I mean, I, I could hear the guy saying it. It was. Uh, I did find it to be a little bit more than usual. I love the. I love the the fan involvement in golf. I love the heckling. I like all the like when you're at the, the waste management open and they're all all everyone's kind of jawing each other. I really dig that. Uh, but yeah, the overbearing USA chance got a little bit tired for me, uh, got a little bit tired for me as well, but the U S played out of this world. Right. I mean, yeah, um, I, I think I have a stat here that the six U S rookie Ryder cup, uh, members scored more than all of team Europe. And DJ was the first player since, uh, five, to go five and oh, since like 19, first American to go five and oh, since like 1979 or something like that. So they, they, they played. So 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 well. I think it was a really really good showing by the uh, by the young guys in the U.S. And I'm sure you loved seeing uh, Brooksy and, and and Bryson hug it out, right? Did, did that just I warm mean, your heart? Was that a hug or what was? Someone <laughs> told me once that you can tell how genuine a hug is when you look to see how close the people's feet are. And if you so if you look at their right because if you do if you're not close to the person you, you can do that yeah, yeah and you just put your arms in but if you actually like the person you'll bring like your feet close to each other maybe it's a little bit different with guys but either way that hug I don't know how authentic it actually was but whatever at least they were trying I I did appreciate that <laughs> yeah I, that's interesting about the feet uh, with the hug thing I gotta keep that in mind actually. Interesting. Um, yeah, no, I, it didn't look like it. But, oh, they're not going to get beers, I don't think, after the game, and you know, and, and got some yeah. chicken wings and watch the football game. I don't think, but it's nice to see. You know, it's nice to see. I guess the uh, the emotion of winning that and winning it as dramatically as they did, you know, probably fueled that a little bit, right? A little bit of uh, uh, yeah. kind of a little bit of artificial artificial love in there. But um, and then Bryson had quite the week. So he went and qualified. John, if you saw this, he went and qualified. For the long drive, uh, for the long I drive saw. championship, which is which yeah. is pretty. I mean, again, I think that's. I think that's a pretty cool kind of, you know, conversion of, uh, of two sports. Um, and I did, I did see he hit drives up to qualify, he hit drives of 412, 408, 407, 403, and 401 uh, yards, uh, which is interesting because he actually hit a drive longer than all of those in the Ryder Cup. He had a 417-yard drive uh, on a par five in the Ryder Cup. And in the long drive, his longest was 413. So it's, he's got room still, meaning he's still learning the long drive game. Yeah, which I thought was really interesting as well. Um, hey, it speaks to how long he could hit the ball, first of all. But secondly, yeah. it shows there probably is a level of like um, technique and skill required in the long drive that he's still adjusting to, right? Which, which would be sure. scary when you think of... Uh, uh, him getting more than four hundred and you know four hundred seventeen yards on a on a drive, right? right. 
Um, I was going to say that the U.S. won, but the big winner in all of this, another big winner, as you were mentioning before, this guy who, what was it, a 12? Oh, my goodness. That's going to be our come on moment of the week. Uh, okay. This week, and this is an amazing like. So this gentleman um, at an online sports book um, in Illinois turned an eight dollar bet into nine hundred and sixty six thousand two hundred and ninety dollars by hitting a twelve team parlay all on the Ryder Cup. Twelve, uh, and I had twelve. Sorry, 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 twelve person, twelve person parlay. Obviously, in this, uh, okay. uh, in, in this case. Um, so can I tell you what the parlay, what what he hit? Because I have all the. $8 turned into 966,000 plus dollars uh, by hitting these 12 correctly. So the parlay legs he had, and he had two ties he picked as well. So keep in mind, he has to hit all 12 of these for this to pay right. off, right? So the ability to pick not only 10 winners, and in most cases there was, there were, you know, mostly favorites, but there were a couple of underdogs that he, he amazingly picked and then to pick two ties. So he had, Daniel Berger over Fitzpatrick, which was a minus 173, which is, you know, a reasonable favorite. Then he had uh, Patrick Cantley over Shane Lowry, minus 120. He had DeChambeau over Sergio Garcia, minus 105. And he had DJ over Paul Casey, minus uh, uh, 159. And he had uh, uh, Kepka over Weisberger at minus 154. So those are all the the favorites, let's call them, right? So those yeah. are ones that, again, not easy to pick five or six of those and have all the favorites come through. But then he picked... Uh, uh, Rory McIlroy to beat Xander Shoffley plus 180. You know, not not ridiculous. Then he beat Ian Poulter to beat Tony Finau plus 200. Don Rum at plus 230, right? And then he picked Lee Westwood to beat Harris English at plus 190. But then he picked a tie between Morikawa and Hovland at plus 550. And he picked a tie between Spieth and Fleetwood at plus 650. So That's all of those combined is wild. I, Those ties, that is right. ridiculous picking that. Insane. Yeah. Well, Who listen, is this more, guy? Do you, do you know anything about, like, just a regular fan? Is he a golf nut? He must be Just some... a, you know, I, there's not much information about him, understandably, um, but uh, no, I, apparently just a regular customer who you know and i think it's you know it's obviously fairly common to hit trying to put those long shot parlays in and see what could pay out i mean mm -hmm. people have to understand the probability involved in hitting a 12 team parlay and including two ties i don't know it because i'm not nearly smart enough but uh it's not very likely put it that, put it that way so right. you know i guess it, wow. more kudos to that more power to the guy i can tell you firsthand that sports books although they went down a million dollars here welcome 12 team parlays all day every day um yes. right all day every day it, you know what, to be honest, having a big win like this will have more PR value than they could probably, you know, shake a stick at. Um, so uh, the sports book doesn't mind that. But yeah, very interesting. And congratulations to this dude, man. hundred I mean, sorry, a million bucks off an off a off an eighteen off, off an, sorry, an eight dollar bet is uh, is absolutely insane. So you gotta get your twelve team NFL parlay in this weekend for uh, you know, for a for a five dollar, ten dollar bet and then um well I'll be talking about you next week. By the time by the time this year is over, I'm going to be a betting expert, and I'm going to lay down some sort of wild parlay that involves like four different sports and five different teams and ties it. and all this kind of stuff. And I'm going to uh, nail I love it. it. I love okay. it. I love the confidence. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> all right. All right. I know we have. There were lots of questions that we got on Instagram, like some amazing questions and topics. I don't think we have time to get to all of them today, but we'll, we'll save them for next week. I think this might be a Definitely. good little thing to hear what the people people out there are thinking and what they want to know. Um, but yeah, hockey is coming. So we will definitely get into some more hockey talk in the next couple of weeks. Can't wait. 
In the meantime, go Panthers. Can't wait for my pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'll be watching that game super intently, not only because of the money I have on it, because I do not want to send Natasha a pumpkin spice latte. It's, uh... All right. We will see how it goes. Thanks for this, Al. Thanks, everybody, for, uh, for tuning in or giving us a listen. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a good weekend. You're listening to the Oh Come On Sports Podcast with me, Natasha Sanishevsky.